Hello, welcome to this mini episode of From the Unbox, a podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Kane Wilkinson. And for this week, I have a interview segment with Toronto indie rock trio, The Monowales. They just put out their new album, Daytona Bleach, about a week or so ago. And I had the pleasure of sitting down over Zoom with them to chat about that as well as they dive into some stories from their tours, their Tinder marketing plans, and uh, even some weird voicemails. So it's a pretty fun time. We also play a game of band superlatives at the end if you want to stick around for that. And you can also find this interview up on YouTube as well on the YouTube channel for Dusty Organ. I don't have a proper YouTube channel handle just yet because I need some more subscribers. So while you're up there, why not subscribe as well? While I'm talking about it, don't forget to follow my newsletter. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dusty Organ. Find me on TikTok, Spotify. I'm everywhere. It's hard to get rid of me. I just wanted to mention as well, um, you might have noticed that the proper From the Unbox the Podcast episode isn't out this week. That's because last night I hosted a live stream version of it instead. Just kind of experimenting with medium. So stay tuned. There might be another episode next week or I might be doing the live stream thing again. Either way, you should definitely follow my blog to stay tuned with all that information. So without further ado, here is an interview with The Monowicks. Hey, we're Monowicks and I'm Sally. I'm Jordan. I'm Zach. Hello, and I'm Kane. I'm the host of From the Inbox, a podcast. Thank you very much, guys, for joining me on this. Lo- we were just talking before this lovely, sunny Toronto day, finally. All of our... We're admiring our setups here. We're like, wow, it looks so crisp and clean. And it's because of the sun, I think, personally. Um, and the reason why I'm chatting with you guys this week is because you just put out your new album, Daytona Bleach, not Beach. I think I wrote once it was Daytona Be- uh, Beach, which is quite funny, but Bleach is the name. And uh, that's like your first, I guess this is kind of technically like your first full length, right? It's officially an L- the LP is out um, and it covers a whole bunch of great hits you guys were releasing over the last year or so, um, which just jammed packed. And I just want to start off by asking now that this is out, it's like your kind of your debut. You've had so many years kind of building up this track list and your, your persona and your band as a unit. How do you guys feel about where you are right now? That's a good question. I feel pretty good about it. Honestly, I think it's the like best music we feel we've ever put out um, as a unit. Like we hope that we're continuing to evolve and make something that people can connect with. So I'm so damn excited for this to be out and for people to give me their feedback. That's the best part about it. I feel like we finally reached a point like seems like every th- single thing we've released, we feel one step closer to finding our true selves. We've always had a bit of an identity crisis. Um, and I, I, th- I feel really good about where we are now. It makes sense. Yeah, we've been on a long quest, quest for the truth of this band. But this, this album comes closest for sure. Yeah, and I know you guys went through, I guess, small lineup change. And the fact that you also changed your name uh, I guess like a year or two ago as well. You guys were what the ginger ale, ginger ale and the monowale or monowales? The Joppa Whaley's actually. Joppa Whaley's. Oh, the monowales. You got it. There we go. Okay. Yeah. What's well, uh? And was there a reason? I, I was listening to another interview you guys did recently, but not to piggyback on it. But I'm kind of curious why. Uh, like, was that was the name change kind of like that stepping point 
to helping you guys re- uh, refocus your sound and everything? It, like I think we look at it as not so much a name change as much uh, as um, starting a whole new band. And that's how it felt at the time. It, there was a lineup change at the time and a shift in sort of the style of music we wanted to be making and just our whole approach to like the visuals and really everything we were doing. Um, so yeah, for us, it was like, like, we look at that as like two separate bands, I think in our minds. Kind of like a before and after sort of thing, eh? For sure that's good yeah and speaking of like your your visuals i i noticed you know i was flipping through all, all your older videos and um just your feeds and social media presence and stuff too and you guys seem to be very honed in on uh putting out like the best not just the best music you can make but also the strongest visuals that you can accompany things with um and uh is that has that always been a priority for you guys is it trying to not i don't want to say look your best but just be as eye-catching as possible yeah, I think that along with being musicians, we are performers, like, and being, you know, having showmanship, I think the new, uh, a new way to have showmanship is social media now. So that, like, attached to, of course, like, having um, a visual story to tell with the music that can be a next step in telling a compelling story. Um, we like to mash that all together and give you something that you want to look at, that you're interested in, in checking out. So yeah, and it's also fulfilling for us. So it's a two-way street, of course. Any uh, any music video or photo shoot in particular that you guys enjoyed the most? I know the All or Nothing video was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I there's there's things that I think I enjoy. I hate to say this. I love all genres of music. I like. <laughs> I loved a lot of, of everything we've done. I think one of the biggest shoots that meant a lot to me, the band can chime in, was actually when we made the change to Monowales. We did a really long shoot and we did this shot that's like a gradient shot. That's like um, starting from like blue or pink. And, and that shot to me really represented even now the like shift so i always think about that shoot and how that was our first step towards making that decision all right on and um another big step to you guys obviously as part of that shift in this new era of the mono whales is um a lot of musicians you know i'm sorry a lot of music listeners don't really under realize this but a lot of times musicians they really have to take that chance about going full-time with music you know for a lot of time for some people you know they can kind of balance it and stuff but to really you know, put it all in, you guys have to kind of make that jump. And I know, um, kind of, kind of walk us through, like, was that a certain, was there a certain day or moment that kind of hit that you guys were like, okay, we can do this and we just need to focus and, you know, flip our lives around and let's go full time on this. Was that like a specific time? There was. Yeah. I mean, at least for, for Zach and I, that was the fall of 2019 or like late summer 2019, we were having those conversations. Um, because we're independent, it's like we can't rely on other people to do stuff. So like us being able to actually go out and, you know, create all that visual content you were talking about, make the music, even just dropping the album and stuff like that's all us. So in order for us to like actually do it the way we wanted it to be done, we didn't feel like we could hold down the side jobs that we were working like in the past. And um that kind of all came to a head for us when we were going to go out on that tour because we were going to be gone for so long. We were recording an album, this album, halfway through that tour. So we were gone from like mid-October till 
that tour ended first or second week of December or something like that. And it just made sense at that point to be like, you know, we're going to take this, this plunge and, and go full time. Funny enough, like not that long afterwards, the pandemic hit and it kind of shook things up a little bit, but to be honest, I still don't regret that decision. I think it was the right move and I'm glad we did it. That's good. What type of, uh, out of curiosity, what, what sort of side jobs were you guys doing? Anything interesting? Uh, (laughs) Depends on your perspective on whether or not. (laughs) I delivered food on Uber Eats for a minute. That's good. That was fun. Yeah, I was teaching music for a bit. Um, okay. I do like uh, some consulting work too. Just little things, you know, that can, things that are easy to to fit inside of a band's, band member's life, you know, things that you can easily postpone or cancel, like that kind of stuff is generally the jobs you do when you're doing this sort of work. Yeah, it's got to be very, very flexible for sure. Um, and I'm kind of curious. I always, um, you know, people always wonder, like, what about the people around the band, like your family and your friends? And uh, what were their reactions when you kind of made this decision to go full time as a musician, as an indie artist, especially not just, you know, not as anything? I don't think mine really know what's going on <laughs> still. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it's confusing. Like, uh, and I have parents that are immigrants. So I think maybe some other people can relate that, like, it's a very hard industry to like explain what you're doing so I think to this day I'm sure like my mom knows I work like she my parents know I work for example but they don't necessarily know what the hell I'm doing all day you know what I mean yeah I don't know what about you guys in a similar boat to be honest you know I think it's funny because we're each like because your parents were born in Canada Zach they were yeah so mine weren't and like we, we kind of like we have this like gradient of like how connected to the old world <laughs> like <laughs> our families of origin actually are so like my parents are like they're pretty with it like they kind of know what's going on they ask questions and stuff when it comes to what i'm doing but in terms of the nitty-gritty of it they sort of just trust me to do to do what's necessary so they were very supportive like when i chose to do this they were like if you're going to do it, you should go all the way and, and make it happen. And I think as long as I'm, you know, financially stable, they're happy. They don't really care where it's coming from or how it's happening. They just want to know that I'm taken care of. And as long as I am, they kind of, they're just like, you do you, man. Like they're at every show and super supportive. That's awesome. Yeah. They don't, they don't want you to end up back in their basement. Just oh, come home, stay with us forever. They're, they're good. They can probably deal with some time uh, apart. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Especially with the noise, the loud rock music coming out of your room. <laughs> so, did uh, did you answer Zach? I feel I, I can't remember now. Uh, all of the above, honestly. It like it's funny because like there was a shift in terms of quitting day jobs, but it it's never felt either like a hobby or something we did on the side. It's always felt like a full time gig too. And I think I could speak for the rest of the guys here for that. Where like. You know, years ago, I was like, this is my life and this is my job and this is what I do. I happen to also work another job, <laughs> but it's it's always been like a serious, uh, you know, there was always intent to make this a thing from day one. So there's that too. And I made that, I always made that clear to my parents and they were supportive too. That's good. Yeah. I think that's a, that's like almost like an engraved thing as a creative is you feel even if you're working, you know, side jobs and whatnot to get by, but there's something in like deep down that's just built into your system that it, it just knows that, you know, this, some people might see it as a hobby, but for you, it's like, no, this thing is the reason why I do what I do. 
and uh you know it's always nice to be able to capitalize on that and finally make it a, a thing and turn it into something um exciting marketable and fruitious i guess if that's the right word it's probably not even a real word that is but. a fantastic word <laughs> thank you thank you. what is what? what was that sally i missed it go back no, it's fruitlicious oh fruitlicious is are those mangoes yeah <laughs> the queen of puns over here yeah totally that's good um and uh i was gonna ask too oh yeah so speaking of the process of doing things on your own how was because you know, i know you guys put out an ep two three years ago but as like a really dominating debut lp uh what was the process like as a indie band like has it been there must have been challenges and you know ups and downs and stuff like that yeah, there was. I mean, we sort of recorded this album in two chunks. So some of it was done in Toronto, and then most of it was done in BC. Okay. So like as an indie band, like, you know, we're really comfortable being independent, but we always kind of look around too. Like we're always sort of like seeking out, you know, is there a potential partner here? Is there something we can do here or there? So we recorded a couple tracks um, with our producer and then kind of shop them around a little bit. And a lot of like the feedback we were getting was like steering us kind of in a direction like away from the songs that like we felt were strongest. Like we just didn't felt, feel like we were necessarily connecting with like the stuff that we were getting back. So we, we were just like, you know what, we're just gonna go at it indie because we think we know sort of like what this path is. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad we chose what we chose because the song we ended up going with was really want to let you down. And that was one that other people weren't necessarily responding to as positively at the time, but we really believed in it. And I think we, we saw the, you know, the result of that, you know, it, it was our best performing track to date. So we were like, that, that instilled a lot of confidence in us. And then um, once that was already out by the time we went and finished the record out in BC. So what you're hearing when you listen to this is sort of like snapshots during a period of growth for this band. Oh, so that's really cool. Yeah, that. Speaking of, uh, really want to let you down too. I think, if my research is correct, that one, that track in particular, helped you guys get number two on the alternative uh, charts of 2020 as a, the highest ranking unsigned alternative band of 2020, which is not a small accomplishment by any means. So that's yeah, and that's amazing. You guys trusted your gut. You said, you know, I'll take I like your I'll take your advice, but no thanks, anyways. But uh, and it worked out for the best, which is. A lot of, I'm sure a lot of other bands and up and coming artists and stuff too, kind of, that must be a very day-to-day -day sort of struggle that you guys were able to overcome, which is very, very important. Well, we're lucky to have a team that's like really communicative and that we can work with to make those kinds of decisions too. So it's not purely us. Like we, we get feedback. Like when I was talking about that feedback, it was more like other people that we're not currently working with, but the people in our core team that like we've developed a great deal of trust in, there's a lot of like, you know, mutual respect there. So when it came to that decision, we knew our team was on board and that's really all that matters. If there's people that are willing to, to support the choices you're making and moving forward, then you can do some pretty awesome stuff. That's yeah. Those are that's a strong mantra to live by for sure. And uh, so Daytona bleach, I might have missed it. I, I will admit that I'm not the most lyrically, uh, I've admitted this before, but I have, a, not, I don't want to say a hard time, but my, my ears definitely don't go to lyrics first and foremost. So maybe I missed it when I was listening to the record a couple of times, but the phrase Daytona bleach, what, what does that mean? 
I'm very curious. Yeah, so <laughs> I think it can mean, you know, different things to different peeps, but at least to me, um, it's this like, when I think of like Daytona Beach or any, like honestly any beach in Florida or like that kind of thing, I, I'm sure you can picture this like picture perfect place with these like, um, I don't know what, how to explain, they're like, they're like um, pink colored buildings, you know, little ice cream shops, you have the palm trees going, the white uh, sand beaches, like all these thoughts. But if you've ever been there yourself, you start to realize it's really not, <laughs> it's not like that at all. Like it's actually in a lot of ways, pretty grimy and, and dirty and Ha, like yeah I think that's a great way like has all this grime and grit to it and and character and so I think it's like taking that thought of like something that appears so pure and so clean but like truly it, it's it still has that like conflicting toxicity that that's like injected into it so yeah I guess I can like I feel I can connect that to our music in terms of it being this like uh forward-facing like pop clean you know kind of music but I feel as if when you look a bit deeper you can see the scars within it yeah that's yeah that's that's a really nice metaphor uh just even just as the industry itself too you can almost go deeper yeah and you know, I'm sure you could extract this in a lot of different ways yeah paralleling that to the music like we take a lot of influence from pop music even you know we, Sally loves Ariana Grande I quite enjoy her too. <laughs> uh, Katy Perry, Taylor Swift, why not? And, you know, and Iggy Pop and the Stooges. Like, there's a lot of prettiness and grit in our music. And um, that, I think that comes across a lot more in this record too. So the title really reflects that. It's a mash. I like, we like to mash things together. So we like to mish and mash. Noosh. Like a fruit blend. Yes, a smoothie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> right on cue, Sally. Had a girl. Um, and um, and the other thing about you guys, you know, doing stuff on your own, you guys have had some interesting marketing campaigns for a couple of the singles, including my personal favorite was your uh, Tinder escapade. I guess we'll call it. Uh, that, must, that was for Better Lovers, Fast Friends, right? BLFF. Fake friends, fake friends, but yeah. That, oh, fake friends, not fast friends. friends. That's a band. Sorry. <laughs> It's not bad. No, Fast uh, Friends is a band. My my bad. But uh, yeah, BLFF. Um, whose idea was that? For the Tinder thing? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, both of our ideas or something. We were Tindering each other. Yeah. <laughs> Zach and I were talking a lot about it. Yeah, like, um, I think at the time we were just talking about how so many people were using that because they had kind of nothing to do, right? It's like things were getting colder. Things were locking down. So people were just on Tinder a lot. And yeah, we just thought it would be funny if we went on there. At first, I think at first we wanted to make a video based on matching with people on Tinder and messaging them the lyrics to the song. And then we were like, ah, but that might make people feel bad. We don't want to do that. And it just yeah. kind of turned into us trying to like run this contest. And what it really turned into was just having a lot of fun, weird conversations <laughs> with people on Tinder who were like, are you a band? Are you like, are you looking for a fourth? <laughs> that was probably like the most common response i was gonna ask like what any interesting stories i feel like it didn't help us like our photo almost looks like we're like 
this weird trio of a couple that likes to take like school photos together. Was it the orange photo? Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, so it's oh, a really, yeah. if you check it out, it's like a really funny photo, I think, to stumble upon. So I see the confusion of like, wow, this is a hot, like I, people are like, this is a hot super trio, like got, coming on here to slay it. And we we're just like, all right, I get it. Or they'd be asking, they'd be like, so Jordan, you could quote better. You were on there a lot too, but they're like, so is it the two guys? Or like, they just wanted to know more logistics of how it worked a lot of the time. Wasn't Jordan the most popular? I don't, I don't remember. I got some really nice compliments. <laughs> uh, that's always nice. But um, no, it was good. There was some weird stuff. Like, <laughs> I can't even really remember. It was a while ago now. But there were definitely some entertaining conversations. There were some people where I'm like, yeah, like, we're not looking for a fourth. We're just a band. And we're just doing, like, a little bit of promo and giving away some free tickets to this live stream show. And some people, like, didn't want to let go. And, like, so they would kind of talk to me. And then they'd be like... Yeah, so like you all, you guys still want to hook up? I'm like, no, like that's, <laughs> I thought I made that really clear. That's not what we're here to do. If you think about it, all you've done is really taken the whole groupie world and just made it virtual. So it, it actually fits the live stream. Like you guys are doing a show on the internet and then you're picking up your groupies on the internet. It just makes sense. So actually that, now that I think about it, that's brilliant. Perfect. Yeah. And uh, speaking of social media and stuff too, um, you guys obviously do a fantastic job of keeping that going and stuff. And I was... Um, going through my own social medias and going through TikTok and I found you guys there on TikTok. And uh, I, I love doing pre-interview work because I get to explore very deep into some content and stuff like that from bands. And your very first TikTok, uh, I think Sally made this one. It was like a scare B&B thing. And yeah. I, <laughs> West Kelowna. I, yeah, you got to, because you had a crossbow in it or something. I don't, I don't, I was so. I have this awesome picture of Jordan with the crossbow. <laughs> I just got to know cool. like the backstory of this. Cause if people, you know, I recommend people go check out the Monowales TikTok, go to the very first one and watch this thing. Cause it is a not, it's not a nice house. That was, that was spooky. Definitely. House. Like I swear we weren't setting it up or like, or like making it look worse than it was. We were like in that, in that TikTok. Holly and I were walking around and we we're discovering more of like what, except for the bathroom in the basement was nice. Like we gave it credit, but like, um, yeah, I think it was the first night we went in there. So anytime we stay anywhere, um, we like to scope out the place, especially ch checking for bed bugs, like that straight up, that kind of stuff. And I think I was ready to just like be in this, it's a huge mansion with a ton of rooms. I think we were the only ones staying there. That, that night we were, yeah. And they had other rooms for other It definitely people. wasn't the cleanest, but I was just kind of like, look, let's just get to bed, whatever. But Jordan, you were brave enough to take a little gander around and check it out. And you came back from just going down. You're like, I'm going to check out the kitchen. Comes back with a crossbow. And he's like, I found this in the cupboard. And we're like, that's it. That's it. We're dying tonight. This is a murder house. Like that was step one. And I think you were like, we need to leave. Like we're not staying here. And we were, we were like convincing you that it was probably fine and we'll just lock the doors. And then we were supposed to stay there, I think three nights. And it wasn't till the second day where, yeah, we started discovering like that basement with the, with the um, gun. Yeah. There was like, 
bullet casings and glass shards Jesus. and a flickery light, a very ominous vibe in a door we weren't supposed also, to open. Also, it was like it went, like it was a hall. So like, who knows where it would have led to. I have like, I'm sure it was just a shooting range to be completely honest or some, I don't know who does that, but cool. <laughs> you do you. But then we started to notice it looked like like maybe there were blood state like just all this creepy stuff it was super scarfacey of a mansion and then day two we actually left and called airbnb and was like yo this is a real sketch place we left a review about it and the guy reviewed us back saying yeah well you shouldn't have gone in those rooms <laughs> Yeah, he was like, you didn't have permission in those rooms. So, like, who knows what else? We didn't explore everything, so who knows what else was in those other rooms? I'm pretty sure how we found that room was just looking for the laundry, right? You guys, we just wanted to do, like, we try to find places along, like, in the tour that have laundry on site so we can do laundry as we go, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and then the laundry, too, like, the little drawer where you put the detergent was all moldy and disgusting, so we didn't do any laundry there. It was just, ugh. It was gross. So we ended up driving overnight from uh, Kelowna, BC to Vancouver. Zach and I were the only ones who, who drive. So we were like eating um, Twinkies. Oh, I bought a big bag of was it Doritos and Twinkies. Yeah, we were like, we just eat sugar. And oh my <laughs> God. And like the trucks are going 140 through the mountain and it's like raining hard. <laughs> it was scary. Just gonna, if you don't die in the house, you're going to die on Twinkies or something. That's that's how, oh my God, that's insane. What's worse, you think? Uh, probably the house. I think a sugar rush crashing on a mountain would be way more like dramatic and exciting. Really? Because I think the mansion would get us the front page, you know? <laughs> like, I feel like it's a Spice Girls uh, experience. But um, if you guys get that reference, I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> my spice girls knowledge has not existed since 2005 spice world they like stay in the mansion oh i think the last time i watched that movie was when it came out i'm sorry Sally. oh i watched it recently i would highly suggest it's actually incredible and stands up so what was that other around the same time there was another movie based on like a girl pop group uh in the pussycat yes oh good i I don't know why that came to my mind right now, but yeah, I remember I've watched that a few times when I was younger. Uh, speaking of movies that are about that sort of thing. That's yeah. I might have to revisit that. I was about to say uh, Cheetah Girls, family channel. Cheetah yeah. <laughs> That's where my mind went. I don't even know what that is. It was, family. It was on family channel. It was the thing. Like what was her name? What was like the. Wait, Raven Simone. She had a band called the Cheetah Wait, Girls. It? channel movie like come on si se puede you don't remember that no i think that was actually a different disney movie yeah, yeah i feel like that was <laughs> the dancing movie it was like this okay we won't get into my disney channel movie now everyone's gonna know how fucking old we are dude. <laughs> do you remember luck of the irish sorry you, it's, continue the interview what <laughs> <laughs> a real thing look at it was that a movie too was that a family channel yeah, thing? A movie where this guy this the kid is a leprechaun <laughs> some of the shit they came up with back in the day it's pretty good it's on I've never i've never heard of that before. also smart house i like oh smart house is so good it's smart no, no no smart house is where the house is like this technologically advanced house and like 
Oh, I rewatched it recently on Disney Plus because they have all those old Family Channel movies, and they're awful, but also like worth worth wasting your life a little bit. Does it end like? Because I think that's based off of some earlier sci-fi stuff, and I remember like this. I think it was like Andromeda or something like that. No, it, wasn't it is that. based on another movie. That's I can't remember which one, but but it is. Yeah, but the house like kills them basically. It doesn't kill them, <laughs> but it goes that way. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. No spoilers. No spoilers. Speaking of, actually, this is a perfect segue because speaking of, you know, back in the day sort of thing, one interesting fact about your group, I, I hopefully I don't embarrass you guys about bringing this up because you know, it was on your TikTok. Um, was it Jordan and Sally you guys dated in high school? Yeah. Yeah. That's so cute. And then you guys ended up starting a band. What well, is that? Uh, I, I kind of, I'm kind of curious who, who dumped who? He dumped me. <laughs> Ooh, no hard feelings though. No, all, well, I mean, we, it, <laughs> no. So the band, like ten years ago, band okay. started after. So I wish I could say it was so cute that we were like in the band first, but that the band came probably like five years, four years after we had dated, something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. By then, I had gotten less butthurt about it, and now we're more siblings than ever. <laughs> that's good yeah because i'm sure you know high school relationships are it's looking back yeah, yeah looking back you're like oh my god why was i so like so crazy <laughs> I think that's how i feel about a lot of shit like earlier in my life that that you just felt like i was talking to zach about this earlier it just feels like the stakes are so high like everything is like everything will crumble to the ground if this doesn't happen and then looking back on it now i'm like that could have went either way and it would have been fine. <laughs> like most things in life are so like, so chill back then. And I'm sure I'll feel that way about what I'm dealing with now, 10 years from now, you know? Yeah. I was going to say like, is there anything off offhand that you can remember, you know, I guess relating this back to the, being in a band, like that you're like, Oh my God, this is so do or die. We need to accomplish this or else nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Like everything, everything, every decision we ever made. Yeah. <laughs> Zach's just quietly nodding. No, it's true. Like I was saying, it was serious from day one, but in a real not serious way. So big decisions uh, were serious. I feel so bad because Sally keeps trying to talk, but her bike technology. Sorry. No, no, it's not you. It's not you, Zach. Technology is doing her doing her poorly. It keeps cutting her. Out. I was just saying that's why we called the album Control Freak. Like a, a lot of the reason because it was like uh, really speaking the last album. I mean, to like how annoying we were about every little small damn thing we had to be controlling it so um that yeah that spoke a lot to that i think we've come a long way we are still i think we're still control freaks but like a lot chiller but i think we respect like people's uh responsibility and like respect leadership amongst each other a lot more now rather than feeling like we all needed to micromanage each other um yeah also, like, i think it's just getting used to getting more comfortable being in the spotlight like i feel like the the longer we've been a band and the more people who have sort of paid attention to us it's actually gotten easier like when i think back to some of the things i was like oh no like what would people think and then i look i think about like how many people were actually paying attention i'm like it would have been like three people being like ah, yeah that was stupid yeah <laughs> now like <laughs> when there's actually some people paying attention i care a lot less strangely i'm kind of sort of like yeah whatever we'll do some stuff if it works it works if it doesn't you know onto the next thing yeah it's so funny to think like sometimes you get caught up in yourself and you're like 
oh no, someone's, you know, even just a simple thing like walking down the street and you, you realize, oh, I'm supposed to be going that way, right? And then you do like the weird like phone check thing because you're like, oh my God, someone might be noticing that I'm going the wrong way. It's like this weird egocentric thing that eventually you start to re- like realize as you mature, I'm sure, just like no one actually gives a shit that I'm going the wrong way. Or, you know, no one gives a shit that we put out a song that we don't think is great, you know, something like that. It's just I think the point, the real point is even if they do, it still doesn't matter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is a great thesis right there. It's it's so funny how how things work as you get older, but um, and I, this is kind of a nice question. I, I now we're on the topic of it. Kind of a good way to finish this interview is uh, now that this record is out. What kind of t- change or growth have you guys personally felt? You know, either personally or musically, um, coming out of this experience. I feel like a totally different person. I think the pandemic had a lot to do with the change, like that I am feeling too. And, like we recorded this record, you know, basically in November of 2019. And then we didn't see each other for like eight months. <laughs> no, no, like I guess six months. We didn't, I didn't see Sally in person till August, I think, from March. And we didn't work on music this whole time. So we kind of like, so many things happen in between that. And I think we have a whole new fresh perspective that's coming to writing the next record that we might be working on soon or starting to get the gears moving towards, you know, which is really exciting. <laughs> Not to take away attention from Daytona Bleach. So you, so you feel like being away from the group actually helped you want to really focus more in on being part of the group. So much. Yeah. That, but also just like, I, I th- it gave us all a break. I think that was a very rare opportunity because we're always go, go, go. Um, the stakes are so high, <laughs> can't stop now. And then we had to stop and we specifically, you know, didn't really work on music a lot for a long time. And uh, I guess got personal time to grow and focus on ourselves. Um, so th- that's bringing a whole new perspective to our process, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, do you guys, maybe I, I'm actually just curious with the, with the band too. I always hear this thing said that's like, people not doing therapy or, or taking steps uh, to perhaps to like work on themselves. But I always hear artists say things like, yeah, writing music is like therapeutic or um, is my outlet. But I, I personally just, I think I was forcing that onto myself as a, as a mantra that like, I'm an artist, that must be what it is. That's what they say it is. And I think that it is a, it is definitely a part of it, but there's so much more. And I think that this year, um, I know that I did and I, the guys might be able to agree that it wasn't just that we got to take the time to explore all the other avenues of trying to better yourselves. And hopefully that brings us to the next step of what our music is going to be. That's what I look forward to. Performance has always been the escape more than writing. What's that? Performance has always been the escape. Which has been really hard too, because we didn't get to do that. That's been the hardest was, part of all this, yeah. Felt like, what are we working for? <laughs> well, you guys had a couple live streams. I know, I know last week you guys did one with... Uh, yeah, that was great. Collective, uh, was it Collective Arts? Arts? Yeah. Yeah, we had so much fun last weekend. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I'm, so, I, I, I'm sorry I, I, I missed it because you guys 
cramped on my style and did a live stream the same night that I was doing a live stream. Ooh. Well, don't worry. So still out on YouTube and Facebook, so you can watch it if you need to. There we go. Well, okay. I guess I I I slipped up there. But yeah, so people go watch their fun live stream club arts up on YouTube. Check out the mono wheels. And I'm, I'm already looking forward to having you guys play in Toronto again because uh, A, it's your hometown, and B, I can finally get some more photos for my concert gallery. And uh, you guys, I'm sure, are very photogenic up there. We're rocking ah! out, so. One of the best, yeah. There's like nine derpy pictures to every one usable picture, usually. <laughs> That's just out of the ones they show you, too. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of great ones, I'm sure. I, I should go back and try to find all the worst. I think I have one of, uh, actually, I actually have one of Hoxley Workman. This was from like 20... 14 i think and he was playing drums and it's probably one of my favorite photos that i never really share but he, i caught him with his tongue out um just looking right at me it was great honestly i feel like in for social media those might do better than the good ones <laughs> yeah i know when we post funny pictures of ourselves people love it yeah people just love the silliness of uh finding out the personality of groups this is why the interviews like this are everyone fun. likes a silly yeah that's 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 like my middle name why else? I, I used to do stand-up for a reason. I like the attention. Who doesn't? Ah. Can you tell us a joke? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's I haven't done stand -up. That's like when people are like, sing me a song. Oh, you play music? Sing me a song. <laughs> like, uh, <what> <laughs> make me laugh, Kane. Oh, I'm trying to remember. I used to have... <laughs> oh, I used to have one joke. Okay, so this is... Um, especially in the comedy... I'm sure you... Actually, it's probably transferable over to musicians, too. Like... We all have, like, I had a joke that I liked a lot, but I know other people don't really find it funny, but I kept performing it because I enjoy it. Like, it's one of those things, right? So I'm sure you guys have a song like that. Like, I know you guys yeah. don't really give a shit about this, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but I stuck to it and it was about, I don't want to, it's stupid to explain a joke, but basically um, it was talking about how women are always cold, you know, going out on dates and stuff like, oh, I'm so cold. And they never bring jackets. So showing up when you know you're going to be cold without a jacket, it's like showing up to a calculus exam without a calculator and being like, oh, what are a few degrees? You know? So nice. nice. That I, one, no one laughed, but I love that joke. I, I like that one. Thank you. Yes, yeah, math. It's like humor. Zach's way of life. What? Of like if someone doesn't have a jacket and you're like, deal with it. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, Zach, Zach is like driving the van with like a sweater and a winter coat with like a scarf up to here with all the windows down being like, so nice out. <laughs> and like, freezing to He's death. a Canadian boy. Leave him alone. Exactly. Yeah, that's so I know. I'm the same way too. It's like, okay, if you're, if you're cold, put on a freaking jacket. Put a coat on. Yeah. Or close the window. How is closing the window not an equally acceptable option? Oh, because it gets way too dry in there because you always get the heat cranked and I don't want to talk about this now. <laughs> I feel like we're going to break up the band by accident over this, the, I guess, like the heat heat gate. The band would break up over heat discrepancies. And honestly. <laughs> Is this the segue to our personality? Yeah. Band? Yeah. I'm really okay. <laughs> well, I was going to close off this interview and then do it separately, but let's just go right into it. Let's just, let's throw format to the wind here, guys. Okay, so this is the first ever, or actually not first ever, second ever uh, Superlatives game. I need to come up with a better game name. We'll call it the Newly Banned game because it's loosely based on the Newlywed game. Um, yeah, we're going to go with the Newly Banned, even though you guys aren't that new. But um, And essentially, oh, uh, well, actually, while we, I got you guys here. 
uh, write each other's names. So I need, you know, Jordan, Zach, Sally on, on a piece of paper in front of you and separately, I guess. Basically, very simple rules. I'm going to say, um, an, I guess, an idea, a concept, and you guys have to choose who you think is most likely to fit that category. Very simple. Uh, so starting off with, due to your prior name of being ginger ale and the mono whales, who is most likely to chug a two liter bottle of ginger ale? Who we got there? We got Zach, Zach, and Zach. Wow. Ding, 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 ding. Wow. Correct Where? answer. I guess no, winners. Is... <laughs> <laughs> Has this ever happened? Is that why this is such an easy thing to answer or? No. No. He chugs like a freaking he'll make oh i gotta get into the protein powder he'll put it in a ziploc bag with water and then cut a hole in it and like oh my god so like this is why maybe <laughs> maybe or the we'll twinkies the video for a cutaway. yeah <laughs> i i would love to see that video yeah yes please tag me in it put it up on instagram or something um and uh who is most likely to get left behind on tour hmm Preferably not in that Kelowna house. I have a time. Jordan, oh. Sally, and Jordan. Wow. I feel like it's either me or Jordan for some reason. <laughs> Are you guys just forgetful? I feel like I'm more likely to just be off doing something I wanted to. That's very, very different than being left behind. That's just leaving the pack. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads him to being left behind. So I guess he's kind of right. Yes. But yeah, that's fair. Who's most likely to mess up a song live? Oh, that's stage? so mean. We can't answer that one. <laughs> what are you trying to do? Break up the band, Ken? This is my second attempt at trying to break up the mono whales. I mean. Okay, you guys. I'm if... just going to say myself. See, that's, that's oh, fair. Ooh, oh, Sally. Okay. <laughs> See, Zach was honorable, said himself. Sally said herself too, just to be nice. And then Jordan. I'm not being nice. I feel terrible about myself sometimes. So why? It doesn't, I'm sure it doesn't, at least maybe if it does happen, no one notices. I know this is too deep of a question, honestly. It's, okay. It's very, it's deep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No therapy sessions during my game <laughs> yeah. shows. So um, who is, uh, who cracks the most? That's what she said jokes. Oh. This is based on your song called uh, He Said, She Said. Sally. 100%, yeah. That's what she said. I was, I was hoping you would say something different after. Oh. Yeah, anyways. But she said. <laughs> that, was, that was great. Thank you. Oh, Sally, I set you up for another one. That was great. Thank you. That's, that's what she said. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Just, <laughs> I'm not going to give you what you want. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Wow. That was a nice alley-oop. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay. Who? Speaking of which, who is the funniest of the trio? <laughs> oh, I'm going to say me. But now, are they going to not? <laughs> <laughs> They're just trying to think. Honestly, I want it to be me so badly. I'm just not going to give them the pleasure. Wow. Self sabotage. There's a big competition between both of them on who's funniest in the band and the other, no, isn't it? I'm clearly the funny one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they no all say. I think I'm the funniest. I really do, but it's definitely Zach. <laughs> See? Wow, that's that's very humble of you, Sally. It's, Thank it's very... you, Sally, for being honest. And however. <laughs> uh but Sally, 
did go to school for comedy. That was the story for another yeah. day. Oh, really? How was that? Did you enjoy I it? Did you laugh? It was too good. Ba -bum <laughs> hey, you, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Just stick to the fruit jokes. Just kidding. Okay, that's that's great. And uh, I, I kind of, I really hope if music doesn't work out, Sally, I hope you re revisit uh, comedy. That's all I, I already do it every night when I perform. I'm a joke. <laughs> oh jeez, I love self-deprecating humor. This is great. We could do this. We could do this for hours. <laughs> it's, so, it's too. It's too good. It's too good. Uh, who has the worst taste in movies? Hmm. I guess. Do you guys end up watching lots of Netflix and stuff while on tour? Is and uh, <laughs> who we got here? Jordan, Zach. I can't read yours. Uh, I think we're uh, all very different people. <laughs> oh, Sally. Yeah, you guys. Each, wow. So you all hate each other. Offense to that, Jordan. I am such a movie person. <laughs> I, I am such a movie. Um, <laughs> no, actually, uh, yeah, I should qualify it. Sally's just really down to watch bad movies a lot, but she actually knows her shit when it comes to movies and likes a lot of good movies. I know it. But she'll she'll just like watch Austin Powers over and over again. Wait a second. That's not a like, shitty movie. I am not down, really, to be honest. <laughs> I watched it in uh, December again. I think the trilogy, and it was fantastic. It holds up. It still holds up. I just up. think there's there's an art to terrible movies that I enjoy. So. <laughs> yeah. What did we watch in the van, on like the first drive on the last tour? So good. Uh that was awesome. You watched a movie in the van? I, <laughs> you were you were hopefully driving. I was. <laughs> that movie where they turn into vampires at the end, but someone's being kidnapped. Oh. Yeah, George Clooney is in it. What? Oh, uh, Dust Till Dawn? No. Yeah, I think it is. So that. good. Maybe it's, I don't think it's Dusk Till Dawn, but it's Dusk and Dawn are in the title. Is that a Tarantino film? Am I going crazy? It's like a. It's the other guy. Oh. Yeah. 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 Okay. See, I'm I'm more Robert of a music Rodney. buff, not a movie buff. But I yeah yeah I haven't seen that movie actually. A lot of people talked about it in the last year, and I feel like I it's worth it's worth watching. Like, I yeah. Did not think it was gonna go that way, and then when it did, you're just like, okay, like we're in, like we're doing this nice. thing now. So. Okay. So maybe you guys have to reevaluate this this question because maybe none of you have the worst taste in movies. Maybe that's where this is going. Except for Jordan. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who is, uh, speaking of driving in a, watching movies in a van, who's the best driver? I guess it's not Sally, since apparently you don't drive Sally. That's what I. So Zach is the best driver. What'd you put, Jordan? I can't see that. Sorry. I'm, uh, oh, yeah, Zach as well. Okay. There you go. So you are just the DD for everything, eh, Zach? Except for when I want to drink. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> Zach drives the van like 90% of the time and then it'll be like 2 in the morning during a snowstorm and he's like Jordan you're driving the van I want to have some beers and I'm like no <laughs> he knows when to he knows this is how you stay great is you don't do anything that you know you're bad at so apparently he doesn't drive well at 2am snowstorms so he passes it off and now he's still the best driver mm -hmm. <laughs> it's okay Zach, Zach basically drove like the whole way back across the country that's impressive like, in. Like, I know I did Ontario, most of Ontario, though. You did the morning in Ontario because I didn't want to drive. I don't like darkness. <laughs> I'm afraid of the dark. 
At least you so can admit it. I try to get all the driving done in the day and then I pass it off. <laughs> that's that's fair. This is actually, that's a perfect segue because I was going to ask, who's the biggest night owl of the group? That's hard to say. Oh, Alan, Sally. Like it's different now. But yeah. Oh, Sally. What, what changed? Just because of COVID? Insomnia or? anymore. So that's like very positive. I'm proud of it. You know, I feel like I used to be proud of it. Like I have insomnia. Like what am I doing? I'm not getting anything done in the middle of the night. Um, but I'm in a much healthier place now. But I still think I probably stay up later than these guys. That's good. Now, like I said, Sally, this is not turning into a therapy session. But I am proud of you. <laughs> no, everything just is these days. When you, I'm just joking. No, that's good. That's that's it. That's good. I'm glad you guys are doing healthy and healthy and well during COVID. So, kudos, kudos. Uh, so, who's who's more of a morning person of the group? Zach. Zach, Zach. Oh, really? Okay. Well, because right. Zach has this. Honestly, I don't know if it's actually being a morning person or they're pretending to be to feel better. But Zach in the morning. Oh, when I get up in the morning, I try to be like, yeah, let's fucking give her. <laughs> it's like on tour. He's like, hey, Sally, how's it doing? What a what? Like, <laughs> I'm just like, shut up. Like, <laughs> that's me trying people. to psych myself up to feel awake. That, I'm not, uh, I'm not a morning person. It's a facade. I just try to convince myself. Yeah. You got to sometimes become the person that you hate the most to become your best I self. I do that often. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I got a few more here. Who is most likely to get caught in a love triangle? This is great because you guys are a, a, a three a thruple on Tinder. So, although, Sally. Although I really want to flash to Zach sometimes, I just want to. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anything you want to guys want to elaborate on while this is up? No. Uh, <laughs> I, I had a feeling no one would say anything. Never stop. Although we are not the triangle, I just want to make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not since high school, at least. That's no. good. Yeah. That would have been really dramatic if. Uh, Jordan had left you for Zach. I would, it almost I would be so happy for them, honestly. That's that's all you can yeah. do. Just be happy for the other person. We spent a lot of time in the sauna together. That is <laughs> what happens that is, in the sauna stays in the sauna. Ayo. And uh, on tour, who's the best cook? Who's the best cook of the mono whales? Uber Eats. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got, yeah, who's got the biggest credit card bill for I'm weeks? sure. Like, I think definitely it's me. <laughs> I What's, don't, like, we, what cooking did we do on, what, hmm, that's hard. Really only in the studio. We didn't cook a lot. Or maybe in the studio, yeah. I mean, do all well, Mr. toast, and this is how you treat me, Zach, doing me dirty, after all that buttered toast. Uh, I was doing that for myself, I think, but yeah, he definitely helped out. Oh, sorry. Oh, my <laughs> Zach is just like, sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> so judging from this conversation so far your diet as a band involves buttered toast doritos twinkies protein shakes and mr noodles whole chickens whole chickens oh whole at least chickens. they're preferably cooked right yeah half the time half the time yeah we roast them over a spit in the in the back of the van who is most who can eat the most at an all-you-can-eat buffet zach hungry hungry zach <laughs> just kidding um okay this is the last one here because this is most fitting i think who is most likely to let you down oh who really so, 
This is my third attempt at trying to break up the band. Yeah, for real. I will say, okay, I will say Sally because she's just the most likely to not answer the phone the first time you call her. Sally's like the queen of like, let it ring forever. And then it gets to that stupid voicemail that's like, dude, it's like her like singing a song. And I'm like, oh, and then it's like, she'll always call you back. It'll just be like five minutes, but. Do you have like the do not disturb thing on your phone, Sally? Or you just literally look at it and go, I don't No, it's one, it's either I didn't hear it or get there in time or I send that text message. I'm it's a lot of the time I'm on the phone. That's why. So it'll be like, you'd be like, sorry, can't I, that generic text message that you can send on yeah. an iPhone like that. I feel so bad for people, but I'm like <laughs> sending that off. But funny enough, like, I think that if you asked any of my friends, I'm most likely to pick up the phone out of anyone. So it might just be Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> He's just very impatient. I think it's that I'm always calling, being like, shit, we got some work to do. We got to do this. Got to do that. (laughs) No one wants those ones. I think the ratio of Jordan calling me is like, if if we were to tally how much we call each other in a day, it might go upwards to like at least 15 times a day. Literally, when I call either of these guys, I don't go to my contacts. I go to my recent calls. And it's just like the last, it's always like both of them a million times. And I'm just like, you know, choose whichever one it's going to be. But then your parents are just like way down below. You never call. <laughs> you never call. <laughs> I'm curious. Wait, so Sally, is your ringtone actually you singing? Or not your sorry, your voicemail? Um, my ringtone is Crazy Frog. <laughs> but I, uh, <laughs> no, it's yeah, it, it's uh, I don't know what the hell it is. It's do 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 do. It's the puppet. Oh, bananas. Do 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 do. Banana. Do. To leave a message after the beep. Can we can we hear this, Sally? Do you mind? Can somebody call her and? And she won't pick up. <laughs> it's been my voicemail since I was in fifth grade. Yeah. Okay. So don't pick up, Sally. This time you're allowed to not pick up. Call Sally. Because Zach's gonna call you, and then I want to hear. I really want to hear this this voicemail. Look at Zach not being able to call me. Like, how is this technology <laughs> too difficult right now? Is it calling? I can't even. Let's see how old my phone is. It's going to take. Fail. Ooh. Weird. What? That is. Do you have his number blocked, Sally? No, but there's Zach for you. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) That's a fresh haircut. After leaving a message, you can hang up or press pound. That's awesome. You know that is great. Call me that like or I in the past where it was an interview thing and they're just like, uh, or there's a stern phone call or like some kind of situation and then they get on the phone they're like, oh, oh, oh anyways, call your bank back. That was really cute. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was gonna say that would be it's it's not to get too morbid here, but imagine having to call Sally with some like terrible terrible news, and it goes to voicemail. And you're just sobbing. It's oh man, yeah, yeah. It dude, it's stop mocking me. I'm trying to leave a message. Well, anyways, outside of that, I think most normal conversations or phone calls will be very happy to hear that. It's like back, I guess that must have been that's like an old trend of back when we had answering machines where you know you'd sing a song and. You're gonna make it your own, which is which is exactly what you did. So, 
That's great. Thank you for sharing your voicemail. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna save that. That clip is going all over the internet. So I appreciate That's it. Fine. Um, well, thanks for playing the newly banned game brought to you by Doritos, Twinkies, and Mr. Noodles. Um, this has been the Mono Whales playing. And uh, overall, just thanks, thanks guys for letting me interview you guys, chatting about your new music. And uh, here's to a very exciting 2021, I hope for you. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Kane. Thanks so much, man. I'll do right by you, Kane. You're welcome.